Welcome to the family with Alex Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Mike Bryant. See, now we're back. Everything's good. You know, it's so funny. We got a couple of shows running now, and got a bunch of different things involved, and new equipment, and all the rest of it. And you go through those periods where nothing works. Isn't it weird? It is weird. It just kind of—it's a full moon. Is I just don't moon? understand. Oh, yeah. It's a full moon. I do not understand technology when you can push one button and it mutes everything. Why would you th- let that happen? Kind of sounds like bad, bad design to me. What do you think? It's just That's how things are. Technology yeah. is technology. That's why we have engineers and such. Well, there's a reason we should have engineers. <clears throat> many, many years ago, when, when did self-driving cars first come out? Like about 30 years ago, something like that? Self-driving cars came out. Uh, do you remember? Are they still out? Are they? They're not out that much. No, not that much. <laughs> but its first self-driving car, I think, came on. Not, not that it came on the market. It was first designed like oh. thirty years ago or something like that. Sounds Is that right? Possible. Well, it depends on which which theory you go with. They might have had it for like four hundred years, and the companies have have, uh, have to get profits have have stopped it from coming out. Such as like perpetual energy. Yeah, well, I suppose that's, but it's what's kind of interesting is all those, so 30 years ago, I'm going to say it was 30 years ago, I think it was around 30 years ago, uh, there, I was reading an article about self-driving cars, right? And this, well, the guy's in, he wasn't really a friend of mine, he's an acquaintance, he came over and he said, what, what are you reading? And I said, it's an article about self-driving cars, he goes, what? And I said, it's about self-driving cars, he goes, what do you mean? Said so literally cars could drive themselves, so you would just sit there and the car would drive itself. He goes, Man, that's a terrible idea. And I said, Why? Because a car accident saw itself? He goes, Hell no, that's not what I mean at all. Self driving cars. So what happens if you miss payments? Yep. What? Oh, so you knew about this, Michael? Yep. Mm-hmm. These cars that Ford just came out with, Ford oh, yes. Patent Seeks Weird Twist to <clears throat> Self Driving Cars. If you miss a payment, it drives itself back to the dealership. Yeah, they're self-repossessing. Yeah. This guy predicted it 30 years ago, though. Oh, Isn't that amazing? The repo man's going to be upset. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, You're out of a job. But isn't that amazing? He knew that 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah some of them, the air conditioning will stop working, and right. like they'll slowly shut down different <laughs> things, and then some of them will just drive them back to the. Starts. So it doesn't even. It's not even just self-driving cars. Like a lot of, you know, cars have so many chips in them and stuff, and they have the ability to just make it less and less easy to drive. Put a super bad stink in the. <laughs> If you're paying for it, that seems like weird. I agree. I I agree. How do you, you know, I'll pay you two thirds so I don't have to pay for the air conditioning. I mean, you know, it's like a la carte, you know, payments and... Well, I I think most people would take their car back to the dealership because it was, you know, something was wrong with it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And then they go, oh, by the way, you haven't paid. We're not fixing it, and we're taking it back. Yeah, that's nice have a nice for, day. That's probably a question for Doug. Do they do they repo cars like that? Like if somebody brings a Ooh. car in, do they repo them? Because they're uh, do they check payments at that point? Huh? Well, I don't think if you miss one payment, they repo it. I think it's a while. Wow, well, I'm sure just it takes, like anything uh, else. Well, if you weren't dead, I'd ask my dad. Thank you very much. Oh. Great to be here. Anyway. Ouch. 
Uh, the drive has spotted a doozy of a patent application from Ford, one that takes the concept of self-driving cars down an unexpected road. Well, unexpected by you and me, maybe, but not my friend. Mm-hmm. My friend figured it out. Th- the second he heard it, he thought of, uh-oh, they're going to repossess my car. It was amazing, his reaction to it. The crazier part is that the vehicle would be able to drive itself away to a second location to make repossession easier and less confrontational. Or if the powers that be think bankers uh, determine in advance that it would be cheaper to scrap the car, the vehicle could drive itself to the junkyard. Hmm. A Ford spokesperson confirms the concept of NPR to NPR, but says the company doesn't intend to implement that idea. Doesn't intend to. Doesn't say they won't, but they don't intend to. But that's one of the options. Isn't that just, it's just amazing that, that literally now uh, digital and, well, all science is running the world. Now, we have no control over anything anymore, do we? That's why I just buy old tech. It could just pay your bill. Yeah, well, paying well, a bill would be good. There's that. Mm-hmm. Paying the bill would be good. There's no question about it. I, I, but I, I don't like that somebody else can decide where your car goes. I'm not big on that. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would bother, that'd bother me way too much. Way, way, way too much. Well, yeah, much. because that means that somebody could probably hack into it and, you know, do yeah. something too, like steal the car. Yeah, what about them? Do you think they could, well, would you have to be in the, you know, the mothership in order to control the, uh, the car? <laughs> or can you figure out how to control it from the outside? I don't know. You know. But then again, I guess the strong arm carjackings will go down and hacking. Maybe Maybe all these... People that are stealing cars in Minnesota will get an education so that they can just code cars to their driveway. And they don't have to run around trying to carjack cars. It's good for everybody. Maybe you guys would know this number. I don't remember the number, but I I remember back when I was a teenager, uh, a teenager, early 20, something like that, guys would go around the neighborhood and steal uh, garage door openers. You know, from if the car was left unlocked, let's say in a in a grocery store parking lot, they would check all the doors, and if they found one open, they would steal the garage door opener. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why do you do that?" They said, "Because we can get into people's houses without ever breaking it. Nobody knows because they figure if we can open a garage door, we belong there, so they don't call the cops. That's the number one thing. And secondly, and they told me how many at the time, but they were only about." I don't, a couple of dozen signals that these garage door openers all used. Hmm. So I think it was like a one in, you know, five, ten percent chance that as you drive down the street and you're hitting this button, one out of every 25 homes, the garage door is going to open. Wow. And maybe more than that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the big thing was to take the garage door opener and your insurance uh, card in there because I had your address. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's exactly right. But I didn't know that they only made so many. I suppose that does make sense that they would only make so many signals to open so many garage doors. Except for, wouldn't you run into a problem? What happens if you live in a ton, twin home and your next door neighbor has the exact same code that you well, do? I think yeah. they've solved that. Now they're rolling codes. Oh, they are. Apparently. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that they fixed that. Because that'd be kind of tough, man. If all of a sudden your your garage door opens every time your na- next door neighbor leaves. Yeah, you can't have that. No, that wouldn't be too good. That wouldn't work out well. So what else has happened? Anything good? Well, we just got back from Disney World. Yeah, taking wonderful pictures. 
Everybody's been raving about these pictures all morning. All I hear about is these pictures. What did you guys send pictures? You send Sent pictures everybody? of you with uh, Elsa, Mickey Mouse, Goofy. I think we are in one with maybe Daisy Duck. Well, the one I saw with Tom and Alex, if Tom has been going in to get maybe, I don't know, a colost- uh, or, uh, colonoscopy, <laughs> he, he might have been happier. There was kind of a face on both of you, which I didn't see because I didn't have my glasses on. I just noticed that you both had, like, the merchandise on your heads. <laughs> you had you had the Minnie Mouse ears on top of a baseball cap. It was also Disney. Yes. Alex had ears on. So I, could, I, I thought it was I cute. I could have used a, hey, smile, or something mm-hmm. like that. Or I mean, well, take your picture now. Or you should just, there's a little trash thing on those photos when you take a photo. Yeah, and it's like bad. Nah, I don't think we'll use that I one. I didn't know. And then before realize. you post things You're on both social, so cute. I didn't think it could be bad. Except for four <laughs> of my friends text messaged me, and they're like, have you seen this picture that's on? On social I'm media, sorry. I, was like, what? I was like, "What picture?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, great." I I still don't think it's a, that bad. Well, now wait a second. You have to understand. <clears throat> Alex and I were both sick while we were there, so that, that is might have something true. To do with it. <coughs> yes, I still. Am Alex not. is. Yeah, you're still coughing. Huh? Still, this is still... day ten, so I'm really Ugh. just. My voice is almost back to normal, though. Well, Andy Almost. and Melissa both have COVID now. Yes, they have that, COVID. That's like the second or third time they've gotten it, isn't it? Second. I, wow. Most people I know are on second. I'm still not even first generation. First gen? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Some people are just getting it for the first time, but most people I know have had it twice. You I haven't don't gotten know. it either, Catherine, right? She had it once. No, oh, I, I had it once. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. How about you? Then Tom might once. have it now, but I we do didn't. Not have we COVID. didn't test you. Well, you I'm not going to test anymore. Well, and it doesn't matter. It's like you're not yeah. feeling well, then just stay home and yeah. don't go around people, no matter right. what it is. You know, I. Don't, yeah. That's the yeah. thing. I, I very well could have had COVID at the beginning of this, but I'm like, what's the point in testing? Because I just, if I feel really horrible, I'll just stay home. Right. I never so really I felt that bad, to be honest. No. It's just yeah. I've been coughing, clearing my throat, and my voice is... My voice was the worst Tuesday, Wednesday. Th- Tuesday, Wednesday were the yeah, worst days. And then it's slowly, slowly getting back to normal. Yeah. Thank God for that. So I did see a number of, of stories. They finally are admitting <clears throat> that uh, that it was a lab leak at Wuhan that caused this whole problem in the first place. <laughs> but they can't confirm. <laughs> well, they can confirm, but they won't confirm because because of money. That's why. Because, of course, you and me, American taxpayers, paid for all that Wuhan crap over there. So we basically paid to invent a, uh, a disease or an infection that would kill how many millions of people? Yeah. And it escaped from the, and from, the, uh, from the lab. That's really great news, isn't it? Yeah, and it's really great that we were sending them money, and it's, it was consistently cited for bad uh, practices. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad lab. So I don't know. But Michael hasn't had it, so he's not. you're not invited to this conversation. Nope. You haven't suffered like the rest of us. That's a bunch, the but I've always come up negative. So well, that's good. That's a good thing. Kind of like that picture you get. <laughs> so I have a question for everybody. So what was the upside for America? Because I don't know. I'm not being a smart ass here. I don't know what the upside. What is the upside of America paying for lab discoveries in China? Gain of function? Gain of function, I yeah. have yeah. no idea. 
Yeah, What's what? the upside? Yeah, we're, are to we make more and more deadly diseases so that we can probably use it in warfare, I would guess. I don't know why else you need deadly viruses to be manufactured. I don't really get it. So when did we make these deals with China? That would have been a deal, I mean, with Obama probably. or earlier than that or Bush or Clinton? When did we set these deals? Well, yeah, Fauci's been doing it for a long time, and yeah. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why they go to China is because they don't have to deal with our laws. Well, but if 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 it existed at the time of the outbreak, it had to be a deal in place earlier than that. Yep. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. When did we when did we start making deals with China like that? That it just seems like a know. bizarre deal to have with a country right. like China. You know, I don't know that we've ever had diplom. I mean, really, what good diplomatic relations have we had with them since maybe Nixon? So... Yeah, it's been a long time. Well, I mean, the Bidens deal with China all the time. In, oh, but in, that's now. Stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to figure out before. We had to have had a deal earlier, and that just seems bizarre that we would have had that kind of deal for research inside Wuhan. Wuhan. It does seem weird, except for when you... Talk about the billions of dollars you could make from it, I suppose. I guess there's another couple of labs that we're involved in over there. Wonderful. Hmm. I'm sure I'm sure it's just bypassing a bunch of laws that nobody else will let you so we're do. We're doing a it. bunch of genetic testing. We're coming up with uh, clones and um, <laughs> that kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where we got that. That's where we got the perpetual energy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I suppose yeah, it's probably true. I don't know. Well, I mean, that, that's one thing. I don't get America, China, all of Europe, Africa, whatever. You talk money, all of a sudden you can forget it. That's all that matters to people anymore. And maybe it's always been that way, I guess. Yeah. Maybe not this severe, but money, 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 money. That's all well, people care about is money. Well, when you it's look in- at. Oh, go ahead, Catherine. Sorry. It was interesting. We were watching, what is that, 18? What's the new one? 1923. 1923 with Harrison Ford. And I don't know if this is true. I was going to look it up. Too bad Andy's not here because he's so good at he's so good at finding what I'm talking being about. Being a nerd. I can never find it. He's like, this is what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah. yay. Um, Harrison Ford, his character, said something about how <clears throat> groups of people, under 500 people, can generally self-govern without point, appointing a you know executive officer or whatever, right, sure. they can just discuss things and figure it out. Anytime you have a group of over 500 people, you have the stronger people will always take advantage of the weaker ones and take their stuff yep. and take advantage of them and be, you know, big old meanie pants. And that's why we have to have government. And I was thinking about that. I was like, well, then that's pretty sad. 500 people is not, not that many. No, not at all. That's an average, uh, what, half of an apartment building, isn't it? Yeah, he was talking about a study. you know. And, of course, this is supposed to be in the early 1900s. Um, but if they figured that out back then, <laughs> they figured out how to manipulate everything by now. They have. It's true. Mike, you were going to make a point? Well, I was, I was just thinking that, I mean, when you look at money, I mean, uh, you can tie that to World War One or World War Two, or, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Industrial Revolution or slaves or, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, so, I, I don't know. I think that's probably a pretty, that's that's a driving factor on a lot of, of, yeah. of government. 
was trying to look at, come up with this self-determination uh, thing that uh, Catherine was talking about. I don't know that I see a study for 500 people. Well, but, it's a fictional um, show, so it could be a yeah. lie. But it sounded actually pretty reasonable. Yeah. Well, but isn't he bullying the? Isn't he bullying the the, the cattle ranchers versus the versus the horse? Well, that's based, well, that's what they were talking about. It's like okay, so the miners, the the guy that owns the mine is in Washington, and he's head of all of the laws about mines. Whoa, really? <laughs> Hard to believe. And and he's a cattle rancher, so yep. he is in charge of the Cattle Ranchers Association. <laughs> so they're like, well, you know what? What we have to do is we just we have to protect what we're doing so we can live. That's just how it is. Yep. Just yep. like everybody else is trying to protect whatever they have. Right, which well, is I guess then when government comes into play or is supposed to come into play. So it, it, it's probably, I, I would guess looking at the numbers, it's probably closer to a tribe or a family, you know, yeah. that the smaller the number. I mean, you don't need a government uh, agency to run a family, but at the same time, you kind of do have a hierarchy of power and control and decision making. It just isn't elected. I have a question for you. How, have our leaders and it seems like it's around the world now, but I just be specific about America. Um, I, I don't remember, like, Walter Cronkite being really arrogant on the news. I don't remember, you know, the Don Frasers of the world being really arrogant as our mayor. Or you go down the list of people, um, you know, Jimmy Carter. You didn't consider Jimmy very arrogant, did you? He's kind of a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> He's kind of a jerk. I, yeah, you know, I don't know if that is 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 that there's an argument that that's as much the 24 new 24 hour news cycle and yeah. more access to people's opinions that if you were around yep. you know any of any of those people I mean I gotta believe at some point Don Frazier was arrogant about something well, you know he's a good guy yeah. but you know um, but I think that the more you're around people and and the more you hear from them the more odds are you're gonna hit points where you're like oh geez um, and it's getting attention. It's getting news stories out. It's different, right. you know. Where you know, if if you only had one story, I mean, the president would have one story a week or one story, couple stories a month. You know, now Those you've got like days. fifteen stories a a day on every president. Yeah, you do. Well, the latest today, not to make a really arrogant comment, would be your your close buddy Donald Trump, who said. Go ahead and indict me. An indictment would help me in the polls. That's probably, with some people, that's probably true. But honest to God, this is what we want to talk about with an election coming up in, in what is it now, 20 months, 22 months, whatever the hell it is. I mean, honest to God, they're so, in, and the news people are arrogant. The politicians are arrogant. The, the corporations are arrogant. Why all the arrogance all of a sudden? It's not just... And it's not just strength, and it's not just power. It, it's arrogance. There's no question about that. Why do people want to act that way? Yeah, who knows? I just don't understand the, why you would even make a statement like that. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Well, because he makes outlandish statements like that. I mean, that's but how he gets stories, do. and that's how he gets people riled up, and that's how he upsets people, or that's how he fires up his base. I mean, you know, there's probably groups in his base. I mean, I, a lot of these discussions, I have no idea how 
I, I always go back to and listen to some of these discussions is well, what what kind of world do you want to live in? I mean, you know, I mean, if you could have your perfect world, what an indicted president? I don't know, but no, I, you're right. It'd be a really bad idea. Presidents have done. Look, I'm not saying that anybody should walk. They, you committed a crime. You should have to pay for it somehow. But to indict a president of the United States, you're, I think you're right about that. That's, nothing good can come of that. Oh, no. No, no. So, but, right, I so, mean, we had a congresswoman that was talking about secession of the South versus the, 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 the blue versus the red states, you know? I mean, and I still, I mean, I was, what was God. I watching? Oh, I was watching Cheers, and they had, uh, uh, they had Woody being president, and they had to, had to uh, say the oath to be president of the United States. That was part of a dream that they had. And, uh, you know, when you hear that oath, I, I don't know how you take that oath and then talk about secession or talk about separating the country. I, I don't understand I agree. that. Was that that? That's that nut job woman, isn't it? What's her name? Well, she raises a lot of money and she's got a lot of power. So, well, what's her name? Um, you're t- um, well. There's the two of them. There's the there's Green uh, in um, uh, from uh, there's the Colorado one and the Georgia one. Uh, so it's it's Green and um, what's the other one's name? Why am I well, like Kara that? something? Kara Bush or something like that? I think you're looking for Marjorie Taylor Greene T- and Taylor Lauren Green, Bolbert. Yeah, that's the one of them. But what's the other one's name? Um, Lauren Bolbert. Lauren Bolbert, right. She's the oh, one I from Colorado. I don't, yep. I don't even know her. What, so what's her deal? She uh, she's one of the leaders in in the in that uh, that active wing of the Republican Party that you know is is strong Trump and strong guns and strong you know certain views on the world and and including they're talking about you know reds and, and blue states separating which would be interesting how that would so all why, work. Why do they always have to pick the worst people out of whomever is in power or not in power or just in a party or whatever? That who why even pay attention to these a holes? Because they that, raise a lot of money. Ugh, I guess. I mean, gee, so it's once again, it's about money. Sure, it's all about money. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. It really is. Just get off your ass and get a job. How about that? Well, I, that's the that's the interesting thing is none of them really have had jobs. You know, no. Uh, when you look at at, uh, at both sides, you know, as far as it goes, they've been career politicians forever, and, yep. and you know that's what we've gotten with them. Okay, I got to get everybody's take because uh, Catherine and I watched Chris Rock's new special yeah, last night. I saw that. Anybody too. else watch it? You saw it? Yep. Anybody else? <clears throat> yep. No. Nope. Oh, you've seen it. What'd you think? Because I thought he was terrific. There was about in right in the middle is about ten minutes. It was not very good, but that's going to happen. And then he he closed kind of strong, didn't you think? Well, yeah. Which part didn't you think was good? Uh, when he kept forgetting his lines. Oh, when he when he because he he uh, botched the well that, that's part of being yeah. live and part of doing it the show yeah. for the first time. But um, yeah. when he botched the line with Will Smith about yes. uh, uh, yes. about concussion versus uh, is what's the other one in- insurrection or the slave yeah, one so. he was in. Yeah, he yeah. botched that line. But other I I thought it was a good he did a good job. I, I thought it yeah. was overall yep. funny. It at times it got a little. Um, it got a little too harsh um, in some of his language for me, but overall, I, I, I thought it was a good a good show. Okay, well, I'm glad. One the great news for for uh, well, people, all people of color in the world is that you'll never hear a, a Caucasian use the big N anymore because Chris burned it out last night. Mm-hmm. Holy Christ, did he drop the big N a lot in that special? He always does, though, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Yep. yeah, he just kind of always does. <laughs> 
But I've always liked him. He's he's only been on. He was on the, at the KQ Morning Show with me one time. Not a very good guest. He's, I guess, and I don't mean that in a negative way. He's not a good guest because he's actually kind of shy. Oh. When he's not not on stage, he's kind of a shy person. It's weird. But I, I, you know, I've met other people like that that they go into a persona when they go on camera or on stage or whatever. They have a, they're a completely different person. Yeah. But I thought he was brilliant last night, talking about all the things he talked about and uh, you know broaching several dif- different subjects. What did you think about uh, he and what do you call him, Suge Smith? Oh, Will, yeah, Will Smith. Uh, I, I love Smith. the I love the line of even in even in cartoons he plays a shark and I play a zebra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was terrific. Yeah. AJ, did you say? Said you saw it too? Yeah, yeah. I caught it uh, part. Like first half on Saturday night when it was going on, the rest of it on Sunday afternoon. So, um, good jokes. I have a buddy though who actually I went to high school with him. He lives out in California now. He said he's seen Rock live like four times over the past year, and he's been working a lot of the material that he used into it. Um, one of the jokes, um, if you remember, he was talking about his ex-wife and how oh, yeah. the, you know, the smartest woman he's ever he's ever met because. She made just as much money as he did last year, and Didn't you know work. she's not funny at all. But he's worked the joke where um, it is she's not even or she's about as funny as Cat Williams and made more money than him is what like he's workshop. So it's it's cool <laughs> right. to see kind of like how he changes stuff throughout. And he said he he cut a lot of stuff that he thought killed um, at the live shows out in L.A. and other stuff like oh, that. So okay. um, it, it's interesting to watch them like evolve before the final big thing. I, I just want. I still wonder about that because everybody's convinced that that whole thing was. I am still no. not convinced it was real. No, it's. It, there's no way that wasn't real. They're, they're, really? Uh, oh, the, just the way it happened. I mean, having watched it live, there's not a chance that's not real. And it and it didn't help Will Smith an ounce. There's not no, a single not, no, thing it helped him. Will Smith with. I mean, it probably it has cost him. Probably has cost him future Oscars for who knows how long. As far as going, it's cost him roles. Um, and yeah, there's there. I I would I I, I, don't, I don't think know. there's any way that isn't real. I think in in Hollywood, all he has to do is take some sensitivity training and cry a little bit, and they'll forgive him and move on. No, it hasn't happened. So yeah, but memories are short. But I just again, I know this sounds really really weird, and you know maybe you guys. Uh, you know, in, in Studio A can make a decision on this, but I have never known anybody to just let somebody walk up on them and get close enough to smack them in the head and not try to defend themselves. Well, I, I don't think Rock had any idea what was happening. Really? You know, because they no. he had had interchanges with a number of different people in different ways. They'd had people the way that that uh, stage was set up. They'd had different people come up and they had had interaction with the crowd. So I don't think he ever expected he was going to come up and hit him like that. Well, um, and, you have, and in this special, he said that he's always idolized him. Yeah. You know, he was a big fan of Will Smith. So, I mean, he probably was like, oh, here he comes. Yeah. What, what's, he's going to do something funny with me or something. I mean, he never, I'm sure he never expected to be belted. And then but, Rock did, I mean, like you pointed out yesterday, he did take that punch he he took it solid. I mean, he didn't respond at all because he's yeah. a little guy. Like he said, I'm not anywhere near as big as this guy. No, he is a little guy. You know, very very true. I don't know. The outrage machine has started on uh, CNN already. 
oh, about but, his special. Why? What's wrong with you his know. special? Though they've been talking about how the Anti-Defamation League is upset about everything. What, um, what did he do? I don't know. I, I don't know. Mike, I'm trying to remember. It, what did he say? They had all kinds of stuff on CNN crying about this. What? I mean, he mm-hmm. talked about abortion, which, you know, is a controversial that comedian That bit topic. was a little bit, yeah, see, um, that, that he, I didn't think was funny. But it's like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, he talked about, I'm trying to think, I don't remember any any uh, religious stuff. Um, anti-defamation. Hmm. Mm. They're yeah. just saying that there's just too much hate and that Chris Rock spews hate. And it's like. He does not spew hate in any way, shape, or form. He's funny. I don't Molly see, talks no, no. about topics that you're not allowed to talk about. Sure, his like wife about. has some different opinions about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. She's got as much money as I got. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting about how when Chris Rock was talking about Jada Smith, I didn't know Jada Smith was having an affair with her son's yep. friend. Oh, yeah, That's what started friend. this whole thing. Well, I guess. it actually, it goes back to the concussion. He, he, he explained it. it goes back to that concussion when Will didn't get the, the Oscar for the concussion. That, that's where Jade and him got into their first dispute. They'd had an earlier dispute in oh, earlier okay. Oscars. All right. And, you know, and the, the one point he made was, well, you know, Will kind of choo- picks and chooses when he's going to jump up and do stuff. Um, and when you watch that night, he laughed. He seemed to have laughed at the first thing that was said about Jada. And then Jada got mad, and then he decided he had to go up and do right. something about it. So, you know, it, it, it's a tough situation. <laughs> so. It is. This is a great line, though. We are not the same size. This guy does movies with his shirt off, Rock said. You will never see me do a movie with my shirt off. If I'm in a movie getting open-heart surgery, I got on a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great line. I mean, I think I think he's a brilliant comedian, and whether you like what he talks about or not, I, like I said, you just don't have to watch him if you're just if you're watching. To make sure he's not saying some, he's going to say outrageous things. He's a comedian. That's what he does. Yeah. Oh God! So they're going after him now on on the news stations. Yep. Well, that'll happen. I but will he, happen. I he did nothing wrong. He didn't. I don't remember anything anti-Semitic that he See, said at all. The thing I can't, is, is yeah. that you're just never. You're always going to have people that you can say anything. This pen is blue and clicky. And. Somebody's going to say, what she really meant to say was, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, it, it always ends up like that. It sure. does. And when he right. says things like this, that means the rest of us feel this way. It's like, how about if he just, we can all, we're all grown ups. We're watching Chris Rock. We know he's going to say outrageous things yep. and we can really discern what he says from reality Oh, We're all grown-ups, so give people some credit. There's also lots of other stuff out there. You can just go watch something else. Yeah, if you want to watch, yeah. you know, yep. the touchy-feely show about what you're touchy-feely about, go ahead. Then mm-hmm. God bless. Have a That's fun day. my favorite day. show, the touchy-feely. The touchy-feely <laughs> show. I, I, after, after the Chris Rock thing got into this Netflix thing where they did cel- historical celebrity roasts, have you ever seen that? They they no. roasted Anne Frank. They roasted Muhammad oh. Ali. They roasted. Oh uh, let's see who else was it? Muhammad oh. Ali, Anne Frank, Abe Lincoln. There's five of them. Um, 
Gilbert Gottfried played Adolf Hitler in the Anne Frank oh. one. Oh, I do um, remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, they roasted Freddie Mercury, and there's a fifth one. Um, what the? What was the fifth one? I, I can't remember. But but it was an, it, it's like a half an hour show, and it's comedians playing all the parts, and it was it was an interesting roast. It was um, it was yeah the Anne Frank one was like wow. Oh, roasted. Yeah. What was she like? Twelve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. terrible. So, you know. But it, that is comedy. I mean, I'm sorry, but that is comedy, and that's just the way things are. Well, Gilbert Godfrey playing Adolf Hitler was an interesting <laughs> thing. They had the three roasters for that were Winston Churchill played by uh, Lara Cat, um, Don Rickles played by Don Rickles' daughter, and oh. uh, and then um, Gilbert Godfrey playing Adolf Hitler. And it was, it, it's like a half an hour roast. It's on Netflix. It's called the historical roasts. And um, yeah, if you want to get outraged, there you go. There, there you go. So. That was hosted by Jeff, what's his name? Wasn't it Jeff? Uh, oh, Christ. Ross. He, he, Jeff Ross. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep, that, yep. That, that, that's who hosts it. Yep. And I remember he, he, he did the KQ morning show out in Vegas one year. We had 5,500 people in an auditorium. There were standing, was probably over 6,000 because people were standing. They shouldn't have been doing that, according to the fire department. But Jeff Ross came on that show, and he walks out on stage wearing a bathrobe and, <laughs> and bath slippers. Huh. And I said, well, you didn't want to get dressed? He goes, oh, no, actually, I am dressed. I just put this on to keep warm. The end of a deal, he stands up and catches his mic cord on his robe, opens it up, and there's nothing but a pair of shorts underneath. Well, he literally he just got up side. out of bed. And, yeah, luckily he had I was going to say, shorts okay, there were shorts, and we're, that's a relief. <laughs> that's Vegas. He, that is dressed in Vegas. Well, I suppose it's probably true, but yeah, he's a very nice guy, actually, in person. He just uh, does a good job. But I'm going to have to watch that because, I, I look, Gilbert, I miss Gilbert already. He's only been dead, what, about six months now, something like that. But I miss him already. He's just a great guy. A very, very... Well, he and Andy became pretty good friends. I, he, he and Andy would sit and talk by themselves because they're both very normal people, if you know what I'm saying. Right? So normal. Yes. It came up this morning that Andy is one of the few people in the world, when you sit down and have dinner with him, he'll go plate by plate and talk about what infections could be on each one, you know, like the lettuce or oh, the ham. Geez. or Yeah, he's a laugh riot. <laughs> he's a laugh riot. So I don't know. I, I just, like I said, I never was at, well, I got I to gotta be honest with you, and I can't say the comedian's name because he probably doesn't want this going public that he's the one who told me this story, but he was doing a show out in, uh, out in California, and he had to fly to, I think, Chicago, and he missed his plane, and he had... I, he had, I think, opened for Will Smith. I think that's why he was out there. And he missed his plane, so he called Will Smith and he said, Hey, do you want to hang out for a while? I missed my flight. And I just blah, blah, blah. He goes, Well, just come over. Oh, it was his wife that answered. It wasn't Will Smith. It was his wife, Jada, that answered. He said, Well, just come over here and hang out for a while and, you know, we'll figure it out. He goes over there. And apparently Will Smith had to go somewhere, I guess, to New York or whatever. So he said, well, just come on. We'll take my private jet, and I'll drop you off in Chicago. That'll be great, and it'll all work out beautifully well. And they go out to the, Apparently there's this airport in Van Nuys. I think it is Van Nuys, California, where the super, super, super premium private jets all fly out of. You guys know anything about that? Nope. No clue. Yeah, I don't either. I never even heard of it. <laughs> this kid told me. 
So he gets on board this gigantic private jet. It wasn't a, it wasn't a two-seater, let me put it that way. It's on this private jet, and they're at the Van Nuys Airport. And my friend said to Will Smith, he goes, man, I can't believe this. This is, this is amazing. And he just looked over at my friend and said, you have to remember, I'm Will Smith. Oh. Well. Yeah, but come on. Yeah. I mean, a new up-and-coming kid, you really want to you want to hi-hat the kid like that? Eh, yeah. It's not a good idea. No. You think? I don't know. He is Will Smith. I mean, I mean you know. <laughs> it's true. You got to give it to him. The other two, it was six, it's six episodes, <laughs> and the other two are Martin Luther King and Cleopatra. Oh, God. Yeah. Martin so. Luther King. You yep. roasted Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yep. Was it about cheating on his wife? Is that what they wrote? Well, yeah, they about? do. They do. Uh, they touch on a lot of different things. You know. Yeah, because apparently he was very famous for cheating on his wife. Although most ministers don't do that, do they? Martin Luther King or Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Not not Martin Luther. Well, yeah, Martin Luther King. Yeah. No. Yeah. The I'm famous one. His dad or his son. No. 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 The dad. No. Yeah. The, the, the actual one, the He's one who gave I, the I had a That's dream. That's Junior. Speech. Yes. yes, correct. Martin Luther King Junior. Not his yep. dad. MLK, I just call him. MLK Junior is mm-hmm. what I call him. So you know, it's one of those deals. But no, I don't know. It, it's the weird. The world's gotten very weird. That's all I have to say. If you know what I'm saying, right? Well, when you have celebrity roasts like that, I would buy into that. <laughs> you know, so yeah, exactly. Um, couple of things I need to mention. Uh, I lost a friend on Saturday. Just found out about it yesterday when I got back home from Disney World. But James Walsh, the James Walsh Gypsy uh, Band. Gypsy, you guys remember? Well, Alex, you probably don't. That was long before. But um, James Walsh was the, the head of that band. He, he was in the underbeats at first when I first met him. But uh, he became the leader. Of, you, you remember the song? What was the name of that song again? It was a they had a huge hit. I can't remember the name of it. This is a warning. Can't remember it. But anyway, the I had a couple of big hits. <coughs> yeah, he was with the Underbeats, which is like in the nineteen fifties and sixties. I don't I even think. know who that is. No, no, it was a long, long time ago. But yeah, James Walsh. Uh, we called him the Owl. Uh, it made me very, very sad uh, to hear that he had he died on Saturday because he was one of the nicest men I ever knew. He was one of the guys who played. Uh, and by the way, thank you again to Bobby Z. Of uh, he of course was Prince's drummer in the Revolution. Uh, Bobby was also a guy who played football with us every Saturday over at uh, Cliff now Lauren Siegel's house. Hmm. So you had all these big rock stars that would come over and play because you know I was working at Capitol and Bo Siegel working at Electra and his brother, his brother uh, Cliff, who got us all in the business working for Warner Brothers. And so all these big. Uh, Prince never did come over and play, though, but uh, apparently he, he liked to play basketball, but not football. You know, Prince was a damn good basketball player, even though he's only about five foot four, right? So, yeah, he, he's a great <laughs> basketball player uh, yeah, at North. But so so they were coming over and playing like as adults. They weren't paying. You're not talking about them playing as kids. No, they were actually in the bands at the time. Oh, okay. Huh. It was really un- it was a bunch of record guys and a bunch of band members. And we all got together every Saturday and played. Uh, We'd play football, and then we'd sometimes watch the Minnesota Gopher football team. Wow. It was just this wonderful thing. But uh, my f- my favorite James Walsh story, and a goddamn it, Owl, I really miss you. You're just a wonderful guy. Luckily, I ran into him a short time ago and had a nice talk. I'm very, very glad I happened to run into him because it, I, I would have missed him even more. 
But uh, but then again, you know, you look at life. I lost James Walsh, and, and to be very very sad about that. But then I reconnected with Bobby Z. He was on the show this morning, and just a, a wonderful man. You know, he was one of the biggest bands of all time. That Prince and the Revolution was a huge band. So, you know, for every negative, horrible thing like losing a friend like that, you have another friend that steps up and goes, hey, Tom, we'll call in, we'll talk about it. So I'm very grateful for that, but my favorite, we're playing football. Cliff Siegel had a huge backyard. He lived right on Highway 100 and, and Minnetonka Boulevard. And if you, as you're going north, if you look to the right, there's this huge field. That was Cliff Siegel's backyard. And we were so into football that he actually put up goal posts on one end of the football field hmm. in his own backyard. Has a, he puts up a, you're going to kick extra points now. It wasn't enough to score a touchdown. You had to kick an extra point too. Hmm. But I remember one time Cliff and the Owl got into an argument about some play on the field. And it was they, they were arguing and arguing and arguing about it. And they got getting all pissed off at one another. All of a sudden, James reaches over and tears Cliff's clothes off, leaving him standing there in his underwear. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What the hell? So he got uh, the leader drummer of a huge band selling millions of albums uh, a day, and he's tearing the clothes off the local Warner Brothers guy. But, yeah, I mean, that, I, I wanted to mention that to everyone, because if you never got to meet James Walsh, Owl, you missed something because he was just a tremendously nice man, incredibly talented guy. And then also Bobby Z, Bobby Rivkin, his real name. Been a friend for a long, long time. And you know what? Let me show you. I'll close with this. To show you take a negative of losing a friend to a positive. And Bobby Z comes on <laughs> the show this morning and says, Tom, i got to tell everybody that's listening here. You supported our band from day one, and I never forgot it, and they didn't either. You were one of the first people to support our band, and we never forgot that. Isn't that nice to hear? That is, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you got this horrible thing, losing a friend, but you got another bit of, uh, you know, news from another friend who, who, you know, pointed out all the positives of life. So, I, I you know, I'm kind of, I'm really kind of grateful for that, but I just want to let everybody know, James, we're going to miss you. Love you, pal, and... Man, what, you, what the hell are you going to do? I guess we're not all, we're not going to live forever, are we? No, nope. nope. nobody's left one up there yet. Yep. Damn it. No one gets out of this life Just alive. Just you wait. Just you wait. Okay. I've got plans. <laughs> they keep working on it. Yeah. Just you wait. Um, you, what's that? Did you check your phone for that photo I sent you? Oh, my, my phone? Yeah. When did you send me a photo? Earlier. Oh, did you just during the show today? Yeah, during the show. Okay. Oh, there's a Michael Bryant text right here. Boy, I do look like I'm in a really great mood. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, we both, we both look rough. All right. Well, see, it's doing wonders for the ratings. By the way, I'm looking at that. And <laughs> Your my, RB. My shirt's kind of puffed out. It looks like, like my gut is sticking out because my shirt's puffed out. Even that picture... I look like the thinnest guy that was at Walt Disney World this weekend, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I, Holy Christ. Bet you saw some pounds and some tattoos is my guess. Oh, yeah. you might be right about that. I, And then, of course, we get home, and the story is released this morning, that 52% of Americans are now obese or morbidly obese. Yeah. 52%? Not surprising. I'm surprised. I think it should... I think it's higher in certain areas. You think areas. it actually is higher? In certain areas, I do think it's higher. Oh, well, it doesn't surprise me, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, why? What happened? Is our, is our food that bad now? Yeah. People just well, they were just there was just a thing on. I don't know what news you were watching, but they were saying that um, processed foods are contributing to memory loss. Oh, I bet. And yeah. Alzheimer's and all this stuff. And if you if you most of the time eat some proper food. You can get away with having French fries and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. And it will be absolutely fine. And if you move but it's just that most ever. people are eating crap all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you move around at all, it really moving around is great, but I mean, that pro- processed foods are not good for you. <clears throat> no, but I mean, Mm-mm. I eat constantly. I eat as much as most adult men. I know, but you also eat. But I'm extreme. I'm telling you, I eat as much as Dan does, 100%. I know, but you don't eat. You don't eat. Dan's not that big. But he eats, but he cross-country skis like between 20 and 40 kilometers every day. And so he eats a lot Mm -hmm. for not being a big guy. But you also cook and you also also have nutritious meals. Yes, but I'm not like super careful about what I eat or anything. And... Plus you cheat. You I don't eat meat, real day. food. Yes, I do. You don't eat meat. <laughs> oh. that's, that's the only real <laughs> yeah, there food. There you go. Good you to don't know. Eat any real food. I had no like clue meat. that meat was the only real food. Yeah, it is. Okay. So it is. That's it. Food. That's why. I suppose. No, I mean honestly, and I'm not trying to rip anybody here or make fun of them <clears> or any of that. It's just there are some of these people. A lot of women. Those women had to weigh well over 300 pounds, did they not? Yeah, there was a lot of very large people. How do you get that big? Now, apparently, if you're a weightlifter or you know all that stuff, and you're, you got a lot of muscle mass, and you got a lot, of, and then you start adding fat to that, you can get to 300 pounds pretty easily. <coughs> but I mean, there were there were a couple of people there. There's no question about. It. Well, there was one guy, and I, you know, it doesn't matter what to tell. I don't know where he got his shirt. Because literally, he's walking by, and the only reason I noticed is, like, I felt so sorry for the guy. He looked like he was in agony having yeah. to walk, you know? Just walking, he was in agony. Oh. And I look over, and he's got these huge rolls of fat hanging over his belt, almost down to his knees. Oh. And I'm not exaggerating. Do you remember that guy, Catherine? I don't remember him exactly. Oh, no. in the blue shirt. Gut was, <laughs> was literally touching his kneecap. I didn't. Well, you wonder how they get in the planes or you, you right. go to a game or how they fit in the rides. Yeah, is something how they fit that in rides. my dad yeah. was like wedged in a lot of those rides for just being around six feet tall, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how could yeah. you possibly fit in? And yeah, when I was on the airplane flying home. I was just in standard coach, and the girl in front of me put her seat back, and it was almost touching my knees. I'm 5'5". Five oh, five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not tall. Well, your dad's 6'5", isn't he? Yeah, 6'5". Yeah, 6'5". Yeah. That's exactly right. I have, I mean, I have a friend whose husband is 6'6", six, six, and I'm like, how does he fly anywhere? Dan yeah. has a friend that's almost 7 feet tall. Yeah. No, I remember in the when, we had the, <laughs> when I worked in the sandwich shop in Rhode Island, Manute Bowl used to come in. Oh, and sure. Seven, he used seven. to sit in the back seat of the car. So yep. they took out the seat in the would, front, he, yeah, in the front, and he would <laughs> sit in the back seat, well, yeah. and his yep. legs would be up front. Wow. Yep, they had a video of it on like sixty minutes or something. I remember mm-hmm. him sitting in the back seat driving the car. Yep, because <laughs> he's seven foot seven. Well, my brother Terry is what six four. Six four, yeah. Yeah, and he's always you know 
trying to get bulkhead seat or an upgrade or something because it's just it's miserable you can so dan has flown with his friend that's almost seven feet tall a couple of times and he can get put in an exit row for no extra charge because it's technically it's not considered a disability but it's like along those lines you know it's because he physically cannot fit in a shorter seat or a smaller seat other than an exit row seat. <laughs> oh, really? I wonder what yeah. kind of, what sort of paces they put him through to get that, though, because usually they don't release those seats. Uh, it wasn't and then they char- And then they charge you and all this stuff. Oh, well, maybe he's got some sort of a thing on his record where he just gets it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. A note from his doctor. <laughs> he is indeed tall. So yeah, because I'm I'm five nine and a quarter, and what you're talking about in coach, when they lay back, they are on my legs. <clears throat> yeah, I, I bet. Yes, I yeah. cannot move my legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there that miserable. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay, one one reference, kind of uh, segueing out here, and I don't know, and we never did figure out why it was. There were more people at Disney World, and I'm talking people of all ages, women and men, who were way over seven, or to six foot seven, six foot eight. Why were they all? They were all at Disney World this weekend, and there were hundreds of them. What was that all about? I don't know about hundreds, but we saw probably <laughs> ten, ten men that were well above six six. Yeah. Oh, it was God, yes. W- weird. I was like, is there a convention? <laughs> I feel like when I go to Chicago, I see very tall people. Really? Yeah. Every time <laughs> I'm in Chicago, I'm like, why are people so tall here? Well, that one woman told on? me she was 6'2". Yeah? Because I was standing next to her, and I said, how tall are you? She said, 6'2". I'm like, man, 6'2 woman's a tall woman. I'm sure yep, she never get a, gets asked that ever. No, no one ever how tall she is. Excuse me, are you a basketball player? Yeah. Did you play volleyball? <laughs> I love that. Which one of you guys brought up the fact that the news... Oh, Catherine, you brought up the fact that news media is going after Chris Rock. Uh-huh. Well, this is what she was talking about. This popped up on my screen. Chris Rock has a problem with black women. Where did they come... Did you guys... You oh, did they're still it. mad about the fact that he made a comment about Jada Pinkett Smith's hair. <clears throat> Why is it a black thing? Because hair black thing. hair is a big yep. thing. I mean, they, they just passed some laws about black hair. What do you mean laws? That you cannot discriminate against people because of their hair. I have never discriminated against anyone because of their hair. Yeah, Ever. you have. You rip yes, me all the do. time for having no hair. Well, and also, <laughs> anybody, anybody, with, anybody that walks by with brightly colored hair, you always make some sort of comment about how yeah, annoying it is or they must need pink. so much attention or whatever. Blue and pink. It's got nothing to do with the hair. It has but to do with the color of the hair that they faked it up. That's their hair. So, no, it's not. It's blue and pink is not their real hair color. It's well, not most their real people hair color, color their hair just more <laughs> socially acceptable colors. So. Didn't one of you guys tell me a story about there's some equestrian woman or some woman that, that said that the, the sport's racist because her helmet doesn't fit? Yep. What hmm. what sport was that? Equestrian sports. Well, it was equestrian. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the helmets are racist. The helmets because they don't are fit her. Yeah, they, they don't fit. The her manufacturers hair. of helmets are racist. Hmm. Yeah, oh, that's what she's she saying. Has, now. She must have an afro or something. It doesn't fit over. The yeah, afro. but the thing is, is that the the helmets have to be. I mean, I don't know. There's polo players from Kenya and all over Africa. What are they? They must be. Yeah. They have to wear helmets. They probably just shave their heads. Yeah, maybe. 
Well, yeah, well, that's the whole thing. I mean, a helmet can't be riding on top of a ton of hair and no. have a ton of space between your skull and the helmet. The helmet <clears throat> is supposed to sit fairly close to your head because when it takes an impact, the shock of the impact goes into the styrofoam in the helmet. If you've got a bunch of air in there, yeah. you're going to have a helmet that your brain's going to be bouncing around yeah, in. That's well, yeah, that's true. the same so thing it's, with yeah. bike helmets and stuff like that. There's so many very specific rules of how to properly fit a bike helmet. Oh, really? Yeah, when I had my... to be on your yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, when I used to have my tack shop, I did helmet fitting for people all the time, and they, they need to be fairly snug. <laughs> And they need to sit a certain way on your head. If you've got a high ponytail or you've got a load of hair or dreads or something like that, it's going to be a problem. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of similar to a car seat. Like kids in car seats aren't supposed to wear puffy coats, even though everybody does it all the time. But they're not supposed to wear puffy coats because then it creates all this space between the seatbelt and their body. And they can slide right through it if they are in a car accident. So same thing with having a bunch of hair between your helmet and your head. Yes. So it was it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, I think this one might just be a bit of a reach. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Get a haircut. There you go. Well, they don't want to get their hair cut. They want a helmet that they can shove all their hair up in. But then if they get hurt. Then it's your fault. Well, yeah. (laughs) Or maybe it's just time. Maybe somebody can make a new helmet that you could have loads of hair in and it will somehow protect protect you. I don't know. I'm sure if there's enough people with that issue, they'd come up with a helmet that makes it work. It's just like I said, though. You want that that styrofoam fairly close to Mm -hmm. your skull. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I don't know how you're going to get around that to yeah, accommodate I, people with giant hair. I don't know. It's not all a true. problem I worry about each day. And you don't <laughs> have to day. consider that. Nope. Well, it made, it made the New York issue. Times, so it, I guess it's a problem for, for at least people. one pe- mm-hmm. person. At one least people. one people. <laughs> Most definitely. I saw, oh. I saw um, uh, Creed, Creed 3 this weekend. Oh, you did? How was yeah. that? You know, no Rocky, and it's the That's formula. Heard, yeah. If you like yeah. the formula, it's a good movie. If you don't like the formula, then you shouldn't have watched any of the Rockies to begin with. But <laughs> um, it, it's okay. It, it was good. It, it had the usual, you know, formula stuff that Rockies have. And they did a couple of twists, and the bad guy's a good bad guy, and it's good. Yeah, there's a, I don't know who's running it, but there's a special right now on Hollywood and how all their, you know, Politics have gotten involved in movies, and that's why the movies are so horrible now, that the small group of people have kind of taken over writing the movies for Hollywood. No, the other guy, who's the guy we like, like 1923, Taylor Sheridan. Yes. Right? I mean, his writing is magnificent. Yeah. No, except he may not be writing Mayor Kingston lately. (laughs) (laughs) Why? What's going on? It's pretty much been running in place for the last, like, four weeks. It's like the same story, just kind of... They, it hasn't oh, moved really? along very well. And, and no. it's got some significant gaps in it. Like, let me ask you a question. You go into a bar. You're drunker than hell. You give the bartender your gun to give back to you if you need it later. And you give the bartender your keys and say, don't give me these. Do you think you're saying don't ever give them to me? Like, don't ever give me the car back? No. No, you're saying just while I'm drunk, don't give me my car keys. Right. Apparently, that's missed with this bartender. It's like you he told me stole not to give his it car. 
He stole his car. Well, who knows? Well, the part is that I, you told me not to give it back. It's like, yeah, but that was like drunk, not that forever. Well, you do need to be specific for some people. No, I, don't know. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah, I did want to check that Chris Rock story I brought up a few minutes ago. Just, not, I'm not going to obviously read the whole I'm thing. I'm trying but to think, did he take any shots at black? He, he took shots at 40, 40 <clears throat> 50-year-olds versus 20-year-olds, but he gave them both right. credit in lots of ways, in different ways. Um, yep. I'm trying to think if he, he didn't say anything white versus black as far as women goes. He did white men versus everything else for a while. Yep, but I don't think yep. he did anything black women in that. that I could think well, of. he talked about Jada Pinkett Smith again. Just the just the college thing about like his daughter having to learn a lesson versus the the white kids that went to school oh, with her. Yeah. But yeah. other but yeah, no nothing about, uh, about black women. I yeah. loved that story. Yeah, yeah. Um, Will's uh, Chris Rock's daughter snuck out of school out of a school uh, trip to where was it portugal yep I think yeah so, with yeah. a few friends um and they went out and got drunk at a bar and came back and the school was going to um suspend them or kick them out and of course everybody lawyered up to try to get them you know in trouble because you didn't supervise my daughter enough and all this stuff and chris rock went to the school and said kick my daughter out yep she needs to learn a lesson. Yep. Because he was talking about how, yeah, yeah, and he never told anybody that. He said they're, they're going to find that out because they're going to watch Chris Rock's Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was actually really a good, because he was talking about how, you know, spoiled and privileged his kids have been. Um, mm-hmm. You know that they and, and that they've turned into very nice people and all this stuff. But I really love that story. It's like, yeah, you know, they're acting like little assholes. Kick yeah. him out. His story about his mom was really inspirational too. That was mm-hmm. that was that was really yep. a good story. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? Is about that... how yeah she had to go to a, a, a vet? veterinarian to get a tooth pulled right. because she was black in the forties. Yep. You think that's true? Yeah. I, I yeah, think absolutely. so. Really? Yep. I mean, unbelievable in how the contrast between his daughter going to culinary school in Paris. Versus how his mom grew up. Right. Yeah. right. I, it was a. I thought it was a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that Chris Rock has finally let loose about getting slapped at the Oscars last year, the reviews are getting settling in. Most take note of how Rock not only went after Will Smith and his live stream Netflix special, but his wife Jada Pinkett Smith. Well, you know what? If he doesn't like either one of them, it's really none of your business, is it? Yeah. Well, another thing is they're both celebrities. Exactly. That's just how he, it is. He didn't that even say not... anything about her hair in the in this no, one. Not yeah, at all. He did, he never even brought up that joke. No. Some samples, bad pattern. One of the more scathing takes comes from Candace McDuffie. Candace McDuffie? That sounds like a character on Popeye. <laughs> oh, Candace McDuffie. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe Candace is on Popeye. Uh, at the root. What's the root? That's a news source or something? I don't know. I've never heard of it. Uh, Review uh, with the headline, Chris Rock still deserved to be slapped by Will Smith. McDuffie writes that uh, by repeatedly going after Jada, Rock was true to form. All we have to say is we told y'all Chris has a problem with black women. How... How does he have a problem with black women? I feel like we didn't watch the same special as that person. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't... No, there's no reality, only perception. Yeah, that's true. Um, He did not go after black women once. I've never known him to have trouble with black women. Yeah, I'm trying to think what... 
I don't. I there wasn't really anything that was was that I can think of that was really no. truly aimed at black women. No. Yeah. Uh, sounding old at USA Today, Kelly Lawler wasn't impressed either. If he's going to joke about Jada Pinkett Smith and extensively uh, uh, address the Oscar slap, the punchline has to be better than calling her a gendered slur over and over again. Why? What did he call her? I don't remember. Well, he, I, did he call her a, a slut, or did he just imply that? Because when, when he talked about the interview of her having sex with the, with the friend, um, he, you know, uh, but, but then he talked about them inter, you know, interviewing each other, you know, about it, and, you know, talking about stuff like that, and then turning around and being mad at something he had said. And that, again, it goes back to a fight that him and her had had at an earlier Oscar. That's where this all started. Oh, yeah, right. Um, yeah, the 58-year-old Rock came off as predictable and boring and downright old throughout the entire set, she writes. It was embarrassing to watch Rock complain about the kids with their wokeness and their social media and their feelings. He wasn't complaining about other kids. He was complaining about his kids because they're overprivileged. Yeah. I don't have any problem with that. Do you? Well, if you didn't like it, I mean, see, there's going to be people who just don't like the show. I mean, so what? Yeah, true. Yeah, like so any what? other show. I mean, you know, I, I thought the show had a lot of thought to it. I thought yeah. he, you know, came up with some, you know, he, he, he didn't ever really take the easy way out on things. Like he added extra layers to to the, the to a lot of things that he said, so it wasn't just cheap. Even when he was talking about stuff like you know that would be seen as really crude, he added an extra layer to it that that showed he'd really thought it out or he'd worked mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. But I, I still don't see anything in here that's anti-Semitic. Where did I get that fact that he's anti-Semitic? I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I'm trying to remember anything anti-Semitic. I um, don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so but i don't know know. do you think that most people in the world like 99.9 percent of the world love to be uh, considering themselves a victim well that was his whole point of his special we talked about that yeah about people being victims yeah and and i agree with that 100 percent and and michael you've heard me talk to people about this before even if you did victimize me i could never admit it to you there's no way i'd ever admit to being a victim no way right because you get you gain too much power over me if i if i tell you that Mm. correct Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that. Um, Pete Davidson is in the news again this morning. He and his new girlfriend. Who? Who's his new Pete girlfriend Dav- now? Uh, I'll click on it and see if they got her Pete name Davidson's up here. Pete Davidson's a guy that used to be on Saturday Night Live, and he's dated like half of Hollywood. He has. Uh... Chase Sue Wonders. <clears throat> it's Wait a minute. Her middle name is S-U-I. It's not Suey, I hope. Suey. Chase Suey Wonders, is that how you say her name? Uh, the NFC team captain left and NFC team captain Pete Davidson stand on the sidelines during the flag football event at the NFL Pro Bowl on Sunday. Oh, that guy, okay. So, so, oh, so those two kids are together now, are they? And I asked the question on the morning show this morning, and the response from everybody in the morning show was, well, you know he's got a very large package. Yeah, that's, that's what the they word. told me. Oh, is it? See, I didn't know. <clears throat> Oh, God, I hope I can last until the end of the show. I've got 14 more minutes to go without choking to death. I've got uh, Joe who wants to chime in maybe for a, a few minutes here before we wrap up, if you don't mind. Joe wants to talk about Pete Davidson's I love it. package. <laughs> Joe, you're on. <laughs> what did you say, Michael? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That is awesome. one of so many levels, my friend. <laughs> I'm Hello, not, Joe. Uh, how you doing? Okay. Good. How are you guys doing? Great. What's happening? Take it off. Okay, you know that, that Ford thing um, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do the remote repo. It just means that nobody else can manufacture it. They got oh, the really? Port. Well, I, I'm just guessing. Because, I mean, if you, if you look at all the, the pens that all the other, the other two big th- of the big three have that nobody else has. So Ford may not be doing it, but they're making sure that nobody else can either. Well, what do you think of the repossession part of it? Uh, well... If you're six, seven months behind in your car payments, then yeah. you're screwed. You know, it's it's six it's, months uh, before they repossess it. Well, I've gone three months without making a payment on mine, doing and um, because of certain things in my health and lack of finances at a certain time, and I got caught up. They didn't repo my truck. Well, that's good. And you can't miss it. It's out in out in the open. I don't hide it in the garage or anything. But if, if if they're going to repo it, there's got to be a serious reason for for doing it. I mean, one, that. I'm sure that uh, being defaulted, you know, six seven months, yeah, I'd want to go get my truck back too. Yeah, no, I understand that absolutely. Yeah, you know, actually, to tell you the truth, as a young kid growing up over north. He used to see somebody's car getting repossessed about every day. Did you? It was, it was hilarious. They were always repossessing <laughs> people's cars. It was, okay, well, whatever. It all works out. So you think this is not uh, anything they're going to implement? They just wanted the patent on it so nobody else could do it. Is that what you're saying? I would. Yeah, I understand. I understand it completely. So what else is happening, Pally? I'm uh, just working on the uh, wiki page. On the what? Wiki page. Oh, the wiki, wiki page. page. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, he said that my wiki page is terrible. <laughs> oh, for Tom? Well, I, I we lost internet here. We lost power and internet here. So I, I had to go to my phone for mobile hotspot, and I closed all my tabs out to try to get a stable connection. And when I, once I got it, I went back to try and bring up all the tabs I had open. So I typed in... Tom's name to get his podcast to get the Tom Bernard uh, the Hubbard show mm-hmm. and it showed a uh, excerpt from Wikipedia and it showed some Puss's picture from Oklahoma <laughs> which is which wow. wiki information I same name that. the dude's in Oklahoma it's like no 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 that's just not right no not the right so one I, Got all the time. I said, "Hey, can I have a permission to change this shit?" I mean, this idiot doesn't look anything like you. Hmm. If you guess, please do something with this. Yeah, thank God. Oh, and See, I... go ahead. No, I was gonna say I never even thought think of stuff like that. So thank you for thinking of that. I, I don't. I never think of that kind of stuff. Uh, you are aware you have your own IMDb page too, right? I do. Yeah, you do. Why do I have that? Yeah, what for what credits? Herbeck. Or maybe he's getting all the Tom Bernard credits for all those things you're producing. <laughs> no, nope, yeah, Herbeck, you. out, Herbeck Outdoors. 
It says special thanks for the TV series. Hmm. Oh, huh. my God. That was about 20 years ago, for Christ's That's sake. That's weird, well, yeah. The TV series know. that you had with Tony, that one? No, no, no. The one that Kent Herbeck had with... Uh, I, I did the voiceover for Kent Herbeck's TV show. Oh, was it okay. Gone, Gone Fishing with Kent Herbeck or something like that? Gone Fishing with Kent Herbeck. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And I did all the voiceover on it and... Uh, you know, Herbeck and I have always gotten along. Mm-hmm. I like getting along with people who are six five and could beat the piss out of me. I like getting along with them. That works for me. You know I what I mean? And he's actually six five. He's not fake six five. Oh no, he's not fake six five. You got that right. Uh, what are you saying? What are you saying, Joe? You want to hear something even more disturbing? Sure. Mm. Dougie's got one too. Doug Sprinthal. has an IMDb page. <laughs> what? Why? For what? Volvo cars or something. Um, he uh, did a. These guys go and buy cars, and they go around the world country, and they wound up in Wichita, Kansas. It's, the show's called Volvo House of Cards. It's just the challenge of running a successful museum is always having something new to offer. And they went down to Wichita, Kansas with a million dollars to blow and wound up talking to Dougie hmm. on camera. Wow. Really? Huh. Yeah. Dougie's so something went and made a, uh IMD page for him. Wow. Interesting. I have no idea all that stuff even existed. Yeah, well. All right, Joey. Have a great day. Good talking to you, Joe. How you you doing better physically? I'm getting there, yeah. Excellent. Um, going to see a lymph- going to a lymphedema clinic on Friday. So I got the wound care take, part taken care of. Good. That's a good thing. Exactly. All right, we'll stay in touch, all right, and pal? Will do. All right, thanks a lot, Joe, from Louisville, Kentucky, ladies and gentlemen. What more could you ask for? Um, yeah, that. You know, let me ask you guys a question. <clears throat> I mean, we got radio people in here, we got the family in here, we got a lawyer in here, all the rest of it. I still, I thought he was what he's going to bring up because I, uh, uh, Wikipedia is the one that that blew that thing sky high. When I was asked about a certain group of people and they 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 wanted to live their own lives, they wanted, to live, and I said, well, assimilator hit the goddamn road. Right? And they said, oh, my, it's so racist and horrible. Oh, why would you say something like, oh, Jesus. I was told that I cannot tell you how many times when I was a kid. That when I, well, first of all, when I came out, I basically didn't open my mouth when I talked. And I was told several times, Tom, you're going to have to assimilate or they're not, nobody's going to want to deal with you. I was told that over and over and over again. So repeating people's advice to me is somehow a horrible thing i, I never did understand that. it depends on the advice <laughs> well it's just assimilate what's wrong with first of all what's wrong with assimilation if i moved to china i'd learn to speak chinese well I, there's there's some it depends on who's saying it on the assimilation i mean there's been sometimes in okay. history where we expect people to assimilate i mean you when you look at like the chris rock special when you're going to a vet to get your teeth done the, right. You know, suppose you're supposed to be happy with that. That's nah. That's not the way you. The well, that's world not assimilation, be. though. Well, no. assimilation uh, is repeating my behavior. No, it's it, it, de- it depends on who you're talking to about it. So, 
I, well, I can see that both assimilation. ways. You can't change the meaning of the word. Sure, you can. I mean, no, you, you can't. I mean, that's that goes back to the whole battle between W.E. Du Bois and and uh, um, who was the guy on the other side? It wasn't Malcolm X yet. It was um, it was uh, H. Rep. Brown. Oh, oh um, Washington on the idea of lay down your buckets or not. And there are people that arguing that you should just assimilate by accept, accepting the way things were. And so I don't know. I can see both sides of that depending on what you're talking about. Well, if you bully somebody by using assimilation, that's different. Mm -hmm. It's the bullying part that's bad, not the assimilation. Um, it can. I, I, okay. I'll, I'll. I, don't, I just don't. I just making a big deal out of out of that. I will never understand it as long as I live. I was told that all the time when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to assimilate, Tom, or you're never gonna make it. Like, oh, whatever. Which you got billboards saying you don't assimilate at all. That's that's, that's part not of, what it says. Part it of what you're doing. You're you're uh, you're you. uncut. That's what you're it says. You're not being stopped by anybody anymore. So. I think it was Caesar Milan that said that a friend of his, a client of his, one of his people that had a dog problem, paid for his uh, English coaching. Oh yeah. And he said, "Thank God that happened." Because yeah. it, you have to be able, you know, I, I have this big message. I, I have all of these things to share with people. And if I can't communicate, mm -hmm. I can't share my message. Right. And that is true for anybody in any country yeah. that you, you know, when you speak a different language. You're going, well, I mean, if you're going to go far in your chosen profession, you're going to have to communicate. That's, that's very true. That there's a truth to that. There is a total mm -hmm. truth to mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, we, Catherine and I went to Bern, Switzerland, what, about four or five years ago, something mm -hmm. like that? Magnificently beautiful place. And we talked to a bunch of local people, and they said, you're going to have to assimilate or they're never going to let you live here. I said, what are you talking about? Now you have to you have to learn. How, there was one guy who lived there for forty years. An American guy. An American guy lived there for forty years. They called him into court and said, "Can you speak the local language?" He said no, and they said, "Then get out." Get out. They kicked him out of the country because he wouldn't learn to speak well, the language. Well, yeah, and it wasn't only that; it was just that he wasn't even trying to go to no. any German classes. No. He wasn't trying at all. He had no friends. He had no Swiss friends. And he wouldn't speak the language. He wouldn't even try to speak the language. And they're like, sorry. We want people that live in Switzerland to be Swiss. Yep. So I guess I guess there are both sides of that story, huh? If you want to be a whiny pain in the ass, you put it on uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty. I kind of squeezed that shot in there. What do you think? You did. <laughs> it all works out in the end. Uh, we could probably close. You only got a couple minutes left, but... I liked his acting. It, it makes me sad that Tom Sizemore died at such a young age, 61 years old. My God. Did it ever say what he died of? Sizemore? Sizemore. Yeah. Was it misbehavior? Uh, it says brain aneurysm. Oh, God. He Did... suffered last month. Tom Sizemore, the Saving Private Ryan actor. God, he was great in that movie, didn't you think? Mm hmm. I really thought he good. was terrific in that movie. And uh, True Romance, he was fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, who's a bright 1990 star burned out under the weight of some of his domestic violence and drug convictions. Yeah, well, that'll oh. do it. Yeah, that'll do it there, Tom. Uh, he died Friday at the age of 61. The actor had suffered a brain aneurysm on February 18th at his home in Los Angeles, died in his sleep. Do you think it was caused for the drug conviction? I mean, not conviction, the drug uh, abuse? 
Yeah, well, he's a pretty big drinker, too, I thought. Yeah, I think you're right about I that. I don't think those things help. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, but maybe. I don't know if that would cause one. I, I guess it would depend on how much he was well, drinking. It says here, but serious substance dependency, abuse, allegations, and multiple run-ins with the law devastated his career, left him homeless, and sent him to jail. Homeless. Oh, wow. Jeez. I didn't know he went through all that That's stuff. That's really wow. bad. That's some drinking and drug doing right there, baby. Yeah. Uh, as the global hashtag MeToo movement uh, wave crested in 2017, Sizemore was also accused of groping an 11-year-old oh, girl in Utah. Good. What well, the maybe heck? I guess. I, yeah, maybe maybe you want a different hero. It's going a little happy. sideways yeah. here. What do you think of that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, he went really sideways. I had no idea he was ever accused of all that stuff. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Wow. Uh, no, I'm glad you're dead. What do you think of that? <laughs> Jesus. Gee, well, that's a turn on him. Well, for Christ's sake, yeah. groping an 11-year-old girl? Yes, yeah. that would be wrong. Jesus, mm-hmm. Palomino, yep. what's wrong with you? Can't sugarcoat that one. Nope. AJ, thank you so much for showing up again today. You saved us, as you always do. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. I know we had a few bumps and bruises to start the day, no, but uh, you know, glad we got it ironed out. Alex threw down her mic and left. It was like, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, yeah no, she's She left a... early. So. Oh, well. She's got to pick right. up children from school. Chitlins. All right, we will talk to you tomorrow with family.